But basically, I you were, it's funny you were mentioning earlier, like 20, 21. So I became from, as I was turning 20, I was like 19 and a half. And, you know, I started taking on mitzvahs and different things. And I don't know where, but a few people told me this idea that, like, Hashem doesn't punish you for the things you did under the age of 20. So I got, like, all excited. Like, wow. Like, obviously, you know, I didn't know any better or whatever. But, like, still, like, there is, like, it's not, like, absolutely nothing. Like, it's not like I ate kosher for 20 years. Whatever. So, but if it's, like, totally, like, you're starting from blank at 20, so that, to me, that sounded very exciting. And I want to, like, look into that topic a little bit. And ended up, as I looked into the sources that talk about it, it, it became a little bit too good to be true because it sounded a little too good to be true. So we'll see. It's not it's not so simple. But first of all, what does it have to do with the Parsha? So if you look at your source sheet, um, I I didn't have them print out all the sources inside because there's too many. It's like 10 pages long. But I have like here, I made the source sheet with different um, summaries of the different sources we're going to be discussing. But on page 4... If you flip to like the very back, I actually have the first few ones. So if you look at Rashi in this week's parsha, <coughs> first of all, in source one, the pasuk says, uh, "By Korach vialu me'al mishkan Korach doesn't vaviram misaviv." So outside of the tent of Korach, the dust and aviram, you know, c- came out from there. The dust and aviram yatsu nitzavim. They came out, you know, very um, uh, aggressive and uh, kind of like fighting. Like, coming off, like, you know, like, who are you, Moshe? What are you going to do to us? And what does it say? They did this, Pesach Aleichem, Unshehem Uvnehem Vatapam. They went outside of the tents. Not only themselves, they brought their wives with them, they brought their children with them. And that not only their children, but their tapam. Tapam refers to, like, newborn, newborn kids. So there's a Rashi, uh, it's right underneath it. He says, Bo Ure Kamakasha Machlukas. Come and see from this Pesach just how horrible or how difficult... We're on the, la- the back page, the last page. Yeah, there you go. Source one. Uh, so, look how horrible Machlok says, Shari Beistin Shalmata Ein Onshin Ela Ad Shiavi Saros. The earthly court punishes only once a person has, you know, two hairs, you know, signs of maturity, wants to basically become Bar Mitzvah and Bar Mitzvah. So that's the earthly court. You know, you don't get pu- punished with Malkus or whatever. Beistin Shalmala Ad Esrim Shana. But... The heavenly court doesn't punish until 20, year, 20 years of age. But Khan Abdu Af Yon And then the Chiddush of this Pasuk, says Rashi, it's from a Midrash Tanhuma. The Chiddush of this Pasuk is even the babies, the newborn babies who are still nursing, even they got punished with Korach and his assembly. They all got swallowed into the earth because it was Machokis. So he's saying the Chiddush is that the babies, but what's the default? The default is not until 20 in earthly punishments, and not until 13 or 12. And, and earthly punishments. So we see from here, this Midrash Tanchum, that's already one source, that seems to just be saying, as a matter of fact, that the base in Shamala doesn't punish until 20. Now, source number two, this is the, the other time that Rashi brings this concept, it says by Sari Menu, in Breshis, it says, by Yuchai Sara Mea Shana Ba'esrim Shana, Ba'sheva Shanim. Sara lived to 127 years, Shnei Chai Sara, these were the years of Sara. So, Rashi based of the Midbar uh, Rabba, sorry, not Bemidah, Bracious Rabba. There's a discussion exactly what's prompting this drusha, but it seems to be saying different things. It says she was 100 years, she was 20 years, and she was 7 years. So Rashi says, right underneath, Lakach Nechtav Shana Bakol it says the word Shana each time. To teach you that each one is to tell you something specific 
to learn out regarding Sarah. What is it? He says, Ma bas kuf. Bas kuf kabas kaf lachet. When she was a hundred, it was like she was twenty regarding sin. Meaning what? Ma bas kaf lochat share ina bas onshin. Just like someone who's twenty years old isn't considered a sinner because ina bas onshin, she's not able to, she's not worthy of getting punishments. Af bas kuf. So too, when Sarah was 100, it was like she was 20. Even when she was 100, she wasn't worthy of punishment, she wasn't considered a sinner. And this is about Kaf Kabas Zayn Yofi, and whatever this means, but when she was 20, it was like she was 7 in terms of how beautiful she was. But Rashi doesn't speak it out, but the Mizrahi and the Mephorshim there say it explicitly, that Rashi is evoking the same idea, that if you're, until you're 20, you're not a, what's called a Bas or Bar Onshin. You don't get punished in Shemayim until 20. So we're going to discuss a few more sources to this idea, and also what does it mean, and why would it be, and is it true, and how far do we take it? So the last source that I bring inside is, is, is source three. Is the Gemara, it's a Gemara and Shabbos, Petesma base. So I'm just going to... We're going to read the whole Gemara, but basically the idea is that this Gemara is discru- discussing what's going to happen at the end of days. That the Jewish people before, I guess, the Gula Shlema are going to be sitting... And Hashem is going to, so to speak, go to the Avos and ask them to be Muhammad Tzchus, to speak favorably about the Jewish people, because otherwise they're worthy of, of destruction, and punishment. So quite uncharacteristically, it says that he, Hashem goes to Avram. He says, be Muhammad Tzchus on the, on the Jewish people. And Avram says, no, destroy them. And then it says he goes to Yaakov and says, Yaakov, be Muhammad Tzchus on your children. And Yaakov says, no, they're sinners, destroy them. And it, it's Yitzchak of all people. You know, Yitzchak is... Has the Mida has the characteristic of Gvura, of mightiness, you know, he's strict letter of the law, Minas Adin. He's the one who's going to be Muhammad's close on the Jewish people. And then, as a side point, Rabbi Yaakov Kamensky, he, he points out that the Gemara says that all the Avos were tested at one point or another. And Avram, you know, we have his ten tests, and the biggest was the Akeda, where he had to sacrifice his son, or almost sacrifice him. And Yaakov, um, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Kamensky says, was where he had to lie to his parents, even though, to his father, even though his, his whole attribute was of, of MS, of, of truth. So that was very difficult for him. It basically, it was going against one's nature. That was the test. Avram was chesed, and he had to slaughter his son, and, his, and Yaakov was truth, and he had to lie to his, he had to lie to his father. So what was the test of Yitzhak? We don't necessarily see that anywhere in the Torah. So Rabbi Yaakov says it's actually this. This, this thing is actually going to be in the future, uh, where Yitzhak is going to have to be Muhammad Slus, for the Jewish people, even though his mita was mita of din, which, you know, the strict letter, letter of the law. So, basically, I'm not going to read this because we don't have time, but basically the idea is that Yitzchak has a whole back and forth with, with God. He basically says, you know, Hashem, how much did they sin already, okay? You're like, what's the average lifespan of a person at 70 years? So take out half of the 70 where they're eating and sleeping, you know, so that's 35 years, you know? They didn't really sin while they were eating and sleeping, so, okay, 35 years. What does he say here? He says the key line is Dal Esrin, it's four lines at the bottom, take away 20 years of sin, Dalo Anshanta Anashta Alayhu. You don't punish for 20 years. So of the 35 remaining, take out 20, because you don't punish for 20 years anyways. And then he said, okay, so that's, uh, what's left, 50, uh, 15? He says, okay, and then you take half, I take half, fine. It's only seven and a half years of sinning, not such a big deal. That's, that's how the Gemara ends. So Rashi, right, I bring it here on the bottom. What does what what Yitzchak mean, take away 20 years because you don't punish? Shekin Matzinu Bedor Midbar. This is last week's Parsha, the Parsha Shlach. 
We find this with the generation in the desert. Shlo Baruch Hu Who got punished with, you know, dying in the desert and not going to the land of Israel? It says only those who are from 20 and up. Why not less than 20? And he brings the Pesach. Here in the desert, your car- carcasses will fall. Since you complain against me, those who are 20 and above will be punished. So you see, heavenly punishment seems to only start at 20. That's what Rashi says is the source for this command. Yes, we have three sources. We have Midrash Tanchuma by Korach and his children that the default was 20 and up get punished, or 13 and up for the earthly court. And the Kiddush was that the babies got punished because it was Maflokas. And then Rashi in Bamidbar bringing uh, Bereshis bring Bereshis Rabbah by Sarai Menu that her, when she was 100 she was like she was 20 that she doesn't have any sins on her record, and then the third is the Gemara and Shabbos. So if you go back to the front page where I just bring the different sources and I summarize them, I, I have them right here. But uh, basically, the Akronim are very much bothered by this Gemara. The you know the Rishonim don't talk about it as much. The Akronim, from like the 1500s onwards, the, the rabbis who d- discuss this Gemara, they, they just have very hard taking it at face value. They have a very hard time. Because, as we'll see, it, it sounds a little ludicrous that, you know, you have a like, get-out-of-jail-free card, you know, green pass, do whatever you want to your 20. So, first of all, the, the, the Chacham Svi, he, his name was Ratsvi Ashkenazi, he was a big Posik, Ashkenazi Posik, Rasim Ashkenazi. Um, I think it's because he was living in Spain or something, so they, gave, they called him Ashkenazi because... I might be wrong about that, but his son is Rabbi Yaakov Emden, who maybe you've heard of. He's also famous. But the Chacham Si was uh, he wrote a lot of Shailas and Shuvos, and he decides to devote an entire Tshuva, entire response to this topic. And first of all, he starts off with a question that he says from the Maral. I, I looked. If you look in the footnotes, footnote two, I, I tried to find this Maral. I couldn't find it anywhere. If you guys can find it for me, I'd appreciate it. But basically, the Maral asked the question that there's something we're learning about in Masechah Shabbos, right? That if you do an Avera that's Chayv Kares, the Mezid, if you do a Beshogeg, you have to bring a Korban Chatas, a sin offering. So the Maral asks that if, if it's true that from 13 to 20 there's no heavenly punishment, so that means there's no Kares, right? Kares is a heavenly punishment. So if, some, if a, a 14-year-old breaks Shabbos, the Mezid, no Kares. So how could there be a Chayv Chatas then? If he does a Beshogeg, because the assumption is that the second you're, you know, a gadol, you're 12 or 13, to make it for a girl, girl boy, if someone breaks Shabbos Beshogeg, they have to bring Chatos. It doesn't matter if they're 20 and up or 13 and up. A child wouldn't have to because they're not having mitzvahs yet. But why is there a Chiv Chatos for someone who's 13 or up if there's no Karis till you're 20 and up? <coughs> Excuse me. So that was the question of the Maral. So the Chacham Svi tries to get out of it. He says, well, who says maybe, you know, you don't have to be... It's not necessarily dependent on one or the other. It just happens to be that every time we have a Chiv Kares, we have a Chiv Chatas. But if you found a case where there's no Kares, you know, he, he, he asks... Because I'll say, like, what is Kares? Someone who dies is a Machogas, but if he dies below the age of 70 or below the age of 60, they die what's called, like, prematurely. So someone who's 70 and up, let's say he's 80... And he breaks Shabbos. So what? It's not possible for him to have Karis because he's over 80. The whole point of Karis is he dies below the age of 70. So if he's 80, he's not going to get Karis, seemingly. And what, you're going to tell me if he breaks Shabbos Peshogig, there's no Karis? That's one of his questions on this. Fine, so that, that's like a side point. Uh, we're just on source number four. 
the Chachim Tzvi. So basically, just to catch you up, we're talking about the idea that Gemara says and the Midrashim say that the heavenly court doesn't punish under the age of 20. So the Chachim Tzvi has a lot of questions on this. I, I wrote here in bold. Uh, How could it be? It just he says it, it can be yeah, a guy you know breaks Shabbos, um, he does a vodazara, he curses Hashem, he tchelev, he he's with his sister, he does all the averas that are high cars. If he's fourteen, you're telling me he's like totally good to go. <laughs> Sounds a little interesting. So and he brings he brings a, a, a source from the Rambam and the Rivet. They discuss you know brismila, brismila one of the punishments that. One of the things that are deserving of kari is someone who doesn't get a bris mila. So the Rambam says the second he becomes a gadol, the second he becomes thirteen, he's chayiv in, in kares if he doesn't get a bris mila. From the age of zero to thirteen, it was his father's obligation, and the father will be punished for not giving a bris mila, not kares. But the child was exempt because he's a child. But the second he turns thirteen, it's his responsibility. And if he doesn't get a bris mila, the Rambam says he gets kares. But if you're telling me there's no heavenly punishment under the age of twenty, why would he get kares once he's thirteen? You should you should wait till he's twenty. That's one of his proofs, that there's something not right about this rule. And, and the Ravid argues, there they're arguing if if it's right away there's Karis, or if there's only Karis once he dies. Like, how do you look at it? Because it's interesting. Brismila is a positive mitzvah. You're supposed to go and do something. Usually Karis says, don't do X. And if he does X, he gets Karis. Here it's go do something. So when is it considered he didn't do it yet? The second he's supposed to and he doesn't? So the Raman sounds like he's saying the second you're supposed to and you don't, you get Karis. You can undo it by getting the Brismila. Whereas the rabbi says, no, we wait until he dies. Once he dies, so then, because also Karis can mean his children die, or there's no Olam Haba, whatever. So the rabbi says, if he dies without Brismila, that's when he gets Karis. It's fine. But they're both agreeing it could be from the age of 13. So and, and so I, I bolded here also, again, the, in the fourth fourth line of the middle paragraph, the Chachim says, don't ask me from the Gemara. Ain't the Hakshas me'a Gemara, the Shabbos. He says, I don't like this rule that under 20 doesn't get punished. And don't ask for me from the Gemara. The Zed Divri Agada. That's a it's an Agada to the In Meshivin Min Agada. You can't ask a Kash on me when we're talking Halacha from Agada. That's a rule that the Achronim bring. That Agada is one thing, Halacha is another thing. They don't necessarily have to jive. The Chacham is saying this, yeah. But I've seen other Achronim use that expression. In Meshivin Min Agada. You can't ask a Kash on me from an Agada. That's a Midrash. Whatever. It's true to teach you lessons and whatever, but it doesn't have any bearing on Halacha. We're talking Halacha here. Chatas, Kares, that, that's, that's what he's bothered about. And then, and then he, and he says also that, you know, can't learn from the Midbar because, you know, as a, you see that it was only from 20 to 60 that were punished. So you're going to tell me again that there's no punishment, for, heavenly punishment over the age of 60? That doesn't make so much sense either. Like, you were punished in heaven, but the second you turn 60, oh, now you're exempt from heavenly punishment. He says that doesn't make sense. Fine. He says a lot more. You can take this sheet with you and, and read it if you want. We can discuss it more. I don't want to read the whole thing. So anyway, so he, he tries to give different explanations to the Gemara. Maybe, you know, it doesn't mean that there's no punishment at all. Maybe it means Hashem waits for you till you're 20 to do tshuva. You know, it's like a grace period. You have from 13 to 20, do tshuva. If you don't do tshuva, then you'll be punished retroactively for what you did. It could be that's what it means. Or maybe it means there's no punishment in this world, but there's going to be punishment in the next world. He doesn't, he doesn't want to take it at face value. Fine. So that's the Chachim Tzvi. The note of Yehuda, if you flip to page 2, source number 5, because that's an interesting question. Lo knew there was a baby that died. 
and they buried the baby right away. And then they remembered, oh, wait, wait, we forgot to give the baby a bris Oh, wow. So the question was, should they open up the grave and give the, the dead baby a bris and then rebury the baby? How old was it? Uh, it was like a, let's say a week or two old. It, it, it could have had a bris milah. Right, but the, I believe that yeah, I believe that's lovely. But the question is, they already buried the baby, so maybe maybe they shouldn't bury uh, like unbury. We don't like to exhume cor- uh, you know exhume graves if we can avoid it. So that was the question that was asked in Rabbi He was a big postic in uh, Prague, I believe. Rabbi Cheskalando, he's a Levi. Two hundred fifty years ago, three hundred years ago. So he, he brings the Chacham because he he says that oh maybe he'll tell me that this this baby's punished because you know he didn't have a bismillah. Uh, uh, but he says, no, it's, it's a baby. Not only from 13 and under, there's no punishments, but even 20 and under, there's no punishments. And then he's, he goes on a tangent <clears throat> and starts talking about our topic. That's why I'm bringing it. But if you want to know his final ruling, he says that if it was very soon after the burial, so the body hasn't decomposed, then you should uh, take out the bersamila because you should do a bersamila because it could be that this was a Gilgul and it's going to be a tikkun for the neshama, or maybe in Tchiyas Amisim, this baby is going to come back and everyone will see that it has an oral and it's going to be embarrassing. So if you can, you should. But if it's been decomposed already, it's been too long, so then we don't we don't want to, you know, it's considered not respectful to the, to the, to the deceased to, like, look at its decomposed body. So then he says to leave it. But for our, for our purposes, he says similar to the Nod Bihuda, uh, sorry, to the Chacham Svi, that, again, the rule is not to be taken literally. His exact lesson, where is it? Uh, yeah, if you, if you look at the second paragraph, the top line, who maskim the chacham tzvi? He says, she'en mistaber shlo yeshum onesh mishmaim alav. It's not, doesn't, it's not logical that there would be no punishment. Via olam hefker, the world's going to be totally lawless. V'yirtzik, that's re'ehu, he's going to kill people. K'shlo yeshum edim, he's going to make sure that no one's watching. He'll kill his friend. V'yinef, He'll have adultery. He'll do all the horrible things because, you know, I'm under 20. I can do whatever I want. Obviously, you know, like a little kid, he's not so much... He doesn't have these taivas as much. He doesn't have the power to do this. But once a guy's 13, you know, he's in full force. He's probably, if he's mature already physically, he's strong. He has taivas. So if you give him a full, you know, carte blanche, as they say, to do whatever he wants, so he's saying he's going to. So it can't be... You can't take it literally. So he says, no, once you reach uh, age of 12 and 13, for sure, there's going to be punishment. So how do we look at it? So he says, maybe, like, similar to the Chacham maybe in this world there's no punishment, maybe only in the next world. And then he says an interesting thing. At the very end here, I put in bold. He says that even if you want to take it literally, that there's no punishments for, in, in like, earthly punishment, uh, sorry, heavenly punishments, for, for his Averos, but he's going to get scar. You can't say from 13 to 20 that there's no scar, like, you know, all the mitzvahs he does. He for sure is going to get rewarded. But, if the guy's doing Averos, so then he says that Hashem's going to take away from all the mitzvahs you do. So you're going to end up like at zero. You're not going to be in the negative, but all the mitzvahs you do are going to be totally cancelled out because of all the Averos that you're doing. So that's, that's his suggestion. And then the Chacham, uh, sorry, the Chacham Sofer in Source 6, you know, Ramosha Sofer, he's wrote Tons of tons and tons and tons of svarim. He wrote on, you know, Chumash. Tons of svarim. Taurus Moshe. He wrote on Gemara. All of the Chidushe Chasim Sofer. Shaz and Shuvos. Drashos. He wrote. He wrote a ton. He also wrote a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch. So he was asked an interesting question. Lowly knew that there was a couple that they were intimate, and the wife had suspicions that she had become a Nida 
during the process, and she didn't tell her husband. And then afterwards, she discovered she was Anita. So the, someone asked, you know, does he have to do tshuva? Does she have to do tshuva? Because, you know... During the pro- what process? While they were being intimate, I'm saying. Oh. That, that she realized she she got her period, she became Anita, and she didn't tell her husband. So Chalasim Zilver says the husband's totally, you know, innocent. He had no way to know. He had, he had no idea. He was, they had no reason to expect that she would get her period. So the question is her. And the person who asked the Shaila, it was like, I, I guess the Rav sent the Shaila to Chassim Sofer, he was the, the post of the entire generation, he said that she, she's, she's a young girl, she, let's say she's 18, she's under the age of 20. So maybe, you know, it's not so bad. That, that's what the one who asked the question said. So Chassim Sofer says, oh, I see from your question that you're going with this idea that under 20 doesn't get punished. And he says an interesting line here. He says, the, in the second line that I have here in bold, Source 6. We don't see this idea anywhere in Shas. It's only in the Midrashim. So the Achronim will ask him, what do you mean? It's Gemara and Shabbos I just showed you. So I don't have an answer why he doesn't remember that Gemara. He knew the entire Gemara by heart. But whatever, he, he's not so impressed with this idea. Also, he doesn't take it so literally, because, you know, it's only... I got it to, it's only a Midrash. So don't tell me that's a, a relevant factor in this discussion. She for sure needs to do tshuva. She did something horrible. She didn't tell her husband. She should have told him. You know, I think I just got my period, but she didn't say anything. So she's very, you know, uh, she's liable for what she did. And don't tell me because she's under 20, that's not relevant here. And, and so he, he, he adds more questions. A lot of these are, sources are all kind of saying the same idea. You're getting the point. But he, each one adds a little bit more that the others don't say. The Chassam Sefer says that, you know, like a Matsura and a Nazir and a Yoledes, these are all people who have to bring a Korban Chattas. You know, a guy who got Tsaras when he wants to become Tahor, or a guy's a Nazir once he finishes his Naziris, or something more common is a woman gives birth. So he asks, you know, they have to bring us an offering, so they must have done some sort of sin, whatever the Pshat is, the Mephorshim discuss it, but you're telling me from the age of 13 to 20 that doesn't apply? Like, a woman gives birth at 18, let's say, you know? It's not so uncommon. So, and when there's a base Megdash, she has to bring a Korban, Korban Chattas. But you're telling me because there's no punishment under 20, she's not considered liable, therefore there's no punishment? Like, what's... So he says that that's another proof he brings that you can't say this idea, take it literally. <coughs> is a korban chatz, is, is it considered necessarily uh, a, as if she... Uh, a punishment? I mean, it's 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 uh, it's an exoneration? More right, it's, it's a, like a kapar, it's an atonement it's for some sin. The question is what the sin is, the Gemara and the Mephoshim okay, so talk about it. The there must be a sin. There's a sin. Yeah, the presumption there's a sin that she needs a, a kapara for. Yeah. Otherwise, why is she bringing a, a khatas? Yeah. So that, that's basically what he's asking. Okay, fine. So now it's going to get a little bit more interesting, if it hasn't been interesting already. Mm-hmm. So source number seven is the Avni Nazar, the Sakachava Rebbe. If you heard the Shemi Shmuel, this was his father. Avni Nazar was a big postik. Uh, he was a Hasidic Rebbe, but he, he was also a big postik, and everyone asked him Shilas. He Often his Shilas involved Kabbalah and whatever, you know. But uh, so he wants to answer the, the, the this gemara. The, he wants to answer this this kasha, the chacham tzvi. The chacham tzvi was the first to ask this question, like how could this be? So he wants to suggest that okay, fine. There's no kares, but Hashem's going to remove his hashkacha from this person. You know, we all need hashkacha practice at all every moment. He says otherwise. Dangerous forces are going to attack us. We're we're vulnerable to the elements in the physical and the spiritual. Hashem is taking care of us at every moment, Baruch Hashem. But He's saying someone who does an avera this chayav kares, 
Hashem removes his hashkacha from that person until they do tshuva. So you're right. There's no cars. He doesn't punish him. But when Hashem removes his hashkacha, he says automatically the guy is going to get punished because, you know, he's left open to the elements. So he's going to, he's like, it's like Ki'ilu gets cars. So he's saying, don't worry. Even if the Gemara is literal, but still the guy's going to get punished because it's not that based in Shalmah is punishing him. It's just Hashem's remove. It's like more like uh, passive instead of active. That, that's, that's his suggestion. The source number eight is the Chida. The Chida are like hundreds of swarms. So one of his safer on Chumash is called Chumas Anach. And by Nadav and Nevihu, the two children of Aaron, they, they died, right? They they brought an incense offering when they weren't supposed to. There's a whole machulkas what exactly their sin was. If I remember correctly, Rav Dasso brings like ten different explanations of what their sin was in Chazal and the Midrashim. So... There's an opinion. The Zohar says that Nadav and Nevi'u were less than the age of 20 when this happened. There's different opinions. The I saw the Mudarabba assumes they were over the age of 30. Whatever. Let's let's assume like the Zohar, which the he does assuming like that they're under the age of 20. So yes, how did they get heavenly punishment? They're under the age of 20. So he asks. So he sorry. So he answers. An interesting idea. When the Shechina is in Shemaim, then the base in Shalmala, the heavenly court, does not punish. But when the Shekhinah comes down into this world, Hashem presumes the operations of the Bezin Shalmata. So if the earthly court you get punished at the age of 13 or 12, so Hashem is going to punish that person also. So in the Mishkan, the Shekhinah was there. And they went, in the sh- they went into the Mishkan. So even though they weren't really worthy of heavenly punishment, but since the Shekhinah was in this world, so then Hashem treated them like the earthly court. So that's why they got punished at this age. So... I just want to point out, I, I, I skipped it, but the Chida, I'll say this again at the end also, but basically all the Akhornim that I brought so far, and these are the ones I found, who discussed this topic, they all don't take the Gemara literally. They all try to kniche it, they try to squeeze out like something out of it, but they either say it's totally wrong, or they modify it. They don't take it literally. The Chida is the only one I found who seems what to take it literally. They, they kniche it? Kniche, whatever they is. They twisted it, squeezed it, they squeezed it. I don't know, I don't know if that's, I'm not, I don't know if I'm using that expression right. But just, you don't have to quote me on that one. But uh, the Chida is the only one I found who seems to take it literally, because not only here is he assuming it, and then asking it, and then answering it, but also in, uh, where is it, in footnote, where is it? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. In footnote... Okay, I'm not seeing it right now. But basically, the Chida asks Akasha on the... Oh, yeah, here. This Fenno uh, 4. In Fenno 4, whatever, the Chida and his other state from the Chumash, Klanachal Kadumim, he brings tons of sources, like from the Zohar and other sources that seem to take this idea literally. And I forgot to mention that besides being a Gemara and Shavos, it's also Yerushalmi and Bikurim and Yerushalmi and Sanhedrin. It's... We see this idea ev- and all over the place in the Chazal. So, hmm? You could argue that if they got it, they got it done there and, and the Yerushalmi or no? Um, I don't remember. The, I think the context, at least in one of those Yerushalmi's, I, I don't remember them so well, is one of them is just saying that we, just like we see by the Dora Midbar that they were punished from the age of 20, so, so too Hashem doesn't punish mm-hmm. under the age of 20. That's like, kind of like the style that Gemara is saying. So it's kind of a got it to also. But he just, whatever, he does saying that we see Chazal use this idea all the time, so you can't come along and argue on it. It, it must be true. That's, that's what he does approach. And then, and also in Source 8 that we just read, he a- assumes it's true and then asks from Nadav and Vio and answers it. So, 
we'll see. The Achorim don't like it, but the Chida seems to go with it. And then you have to answer all these questions on him. So, oh, I didn't bring it here. I have it here for myself. The Something that Achorim want to bring, that there's a Rambam that seems to hold like the Chacham Do you want to join us? Or, okay. Yeah, sure. No problem. I have a source sheet here. So. <coughs> Just enough for everybody. So we're talking about the idea that heaven doesn't... Chazal say that the heavenly court doesn't punish under the age of 20. And all the Akronim don't like it. They all say it's not true, don't take it literally. So some of the Akronim want to bring a, a proof from the Rambam that he understood like the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi said that the person is deserving of Kares, but they're not punished with Kares until later, you know, until they're 20 or until Olam Haba, whatever. So the Lush of the Rambam, it's in the Perish Mishnayis, in his commentary on the Mishnah, in Sanhedrin, Perikzayin Mishnadal, he says the following one-liner. From our Kabbalah, from our Masora, we learned the following idea. Hashem doesn't punish. Until he's 20. Doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl. Until the age of 20, someone who's Chayav Kares doesn't get punished. So they're Madaik. You see, the guy is Chayav Kares. He, he did an Avera. He's under the age of 20. He's Chayav Kares. It's not like totally mature and totally fine. He's Chayav Kares. But he just doesn't get punished with Kares until, you know, you could say either until he's 20 and he didn't do Chuba or until the next world. So they want to bring a proof from this Rambam that's sort of like the Chacham Sui that doesn't mean it's like totally fine. It means that he's Chayav Kares. He just doesn't get punished. Yeah, the, this, at the very least you can do tshuva, but the question is, is that enough? Uh, the Raman talks about there may be surim chaser shalom, the person has to go through suffering, or uh, Chazal say that malchus, if the guy gets malchus, and he does tshuva, that could get rid of karis. This one is that we don't have malchus. If you look in Hilos Shuvah, he, t- he talks about that, that basically a person can do tshuva for everything, it's just how far does it go, uh, that's the question. So, I, I just want to point out here that, I don't know if you know this, but the Rambam's commentary in the Mishnah was originally written in Arabic. So this, what I just read to you, is a translation by someone ra- named Rev. Ibn Tibbin from about 900 years ago. He, he was a contemporary of the Rambam. He wrote a, trans- a Hebrew translation of the Rambam's Ar- Arabic commentary, and the Rambam gave a skama to it. He's like, I like what you did. You did a good job. Thank you very much. So if you look in any random Mishnayas, and it has the Rambam in it, it's going to be this translation. But if you look at the original Arabic, I have it here, the Rambam wrote in Hebrew letters. Uh, you don't have it, sorry. Uh, yeah. I can show. It, I can send it to you if you want. But um, the Rambam wrote. It's called Hebreo Arabic. Basically, he wrote using Hebrew letters, but he wrote Arabic words. So, British. yeah, exactly. So I don't know how to read this. The Khan Janna Nala An Whatever. So there's a there's a, a Taimani uh, Rav who passed away uh, past fifty years or something named Rav Kapach who he knew Arabic fluently and Hebrew, and he was very much into the Rambam, and he was very much into the original text of the Rambam. So he had all the manuscripts of the Rambam, from some of them with the Rambam's signature on it, the original manuscript that the Rambam himself wrote. And he wrote commentaries on it, he, wrote tra- he basically redid the entire Mishnah of the Rambam, retranslated into modern Hebrew, using the original Arabic, and he felt his was a lot more accurate. Because if you look at Rabbi Ibn Tibbin's translation, sometimes he adds words, he takes out words, he doesn't do the exact nuanced translation. So if you look at Rav Kapak's translation, and if you compare it side by side to the Arabic, 
you see that this diuk doesn't actually exist. Because, I'll read you his translation. It's, it's taught to us through Masora. Hashem doesn't punish with kares until after Esrim Shana, until 20 years. So our, the regular standard Mishnah says, Hashem doesn't punish someone who's liable to kares, who's already liable to kares. But his translation is, he doesn't punish bikaris, with kares. Whatever, so it's not, it's not really a duke. That's, that's what I'm suggesting. That's my that's my chiddush. Um, okay. So just in terms of sources, we're now 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 we're gonna I'm gonna running out of time. We're just gonna fly through the last five sources. I, I mentioned that if anyone has to go lunch break, you know, feel free to go. But I'm happy to continue because I have a lot to cover and <laughs> not, not enough time. But the source number ten is someone called the Magen Giborim. He was a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch. It's not so well known, and to be honest, I haven't found a nice print of it. It's very hard to reprint. Avram. So the Magen Giborim, I think he's a commentary on the Magen Avram. I might be wrong. So the Magen Avram has an interesting question. There's a, I think we heard it this morning. Birkas Gomel, right? A person who goes through a dangerous situation and is saved. They make Birkas Gomel today, even flying on an airplane. Machulkas, but I think most people do make Birkas Gomel. So people who fly here, say the bracha, drink Kriya Torah. So the Magen Avram says that a katan who does make brachos does not make the bracha of Hagomel. Why? Is because the Lashen is Hagomel lechayavim tovos. Hashem bestows on those who are chayav, those who are liable to punishment, He bestows upon them tovos, good things. So He says it's not possible for a katan, someone under the age of 13, to be chayav anything. He's a child. So the Lashon of the Bracha doesn't make sense, so therefore you shouldn't say it. And he says, and don't change the Nusa, because we don't change Brachos, we don't have the right to do that. So he says, a Katan's putter. So if a Katan flies, or his, a rock fell on his head and he moved at the last second, or whatever, he doesn't make the Bracha. So the Magen Giborim brings Achronim, who ask, then according to this, even someone under the age of 20 shouldn't make a Bracha. Between 13 and 20, you shouldn't say a Gomel. Because, again, you're not Chayv anything, because... Hashem doesn't punish him to the age of 20. It's like kind of a question he has on the Magen of Ram. So, so this Magen Giborim tries to answer. He says, no, if you look at the Chacham Tzvi, this whole thing's not true. It's not literal. Don't, don't take it so seriously. What's interesting for us, though, is he gives us far why it should be, even if you take it literally, why should it be the age of 20? So his exact question is, um, first of all, he addresses the proof from Brismila. And also, the, the Achronim bring another proof from Korban Pesach. If someone doesn't bring a Korban Pesach, he has to bring a, uh, these Chayv Kares. So, and it's Mashma, even from the age of 13, you have to bring a Korban Pesach, and you don't bring a Korban Pesach, you get Kares. So you see, from Brismila and from from Korban Pesach, that this rule isn't true. So he wants to say that those are mitzvahs to say. Those are positive mitzvahs. Yeah, someone under age 20 is liable to Kares for a positive mitzvah. But he says for a negative mitzvah, Maybe you could say there's a special dispensation. Why? Because until the age of 20, ain daito shlema. Your mind isn't. Your, your mind is still developing. You know, you're not fully mature yet. Hashem has it, in the earthly court. Fine, they punish you at 13. But Hashem has more rachmanus. Hashem, you know, knows exactly where you're holding. If you're not fully aware, you're not fully understanding. You know, consequences of your actions. They say, you know, until the age of 25 or older, you know, people can't take responsibility or whatever. You know, it's, 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 it's hard for a person. So Hashem has more rahmanus on someone. So for a low tase, for a negative mitzvah, 
It could be true that Hashem won't punish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a reason why then we would be bar mitzvah at 13 and be like obligated mitzvahs at 13 rather than 20? If like that's Hashem's will and knows that our das is not till 20, why not right. 13? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. He's, uh, he's suggesting this difference in terms of earthly court and heavenly court. I don't fully get, yeah, I, I also, I don't know. There seems to be like a baseline of like, okay, you can do most things at 13, but, and and, and to the point that, you know, the person could be Chai Misa. You know, if there's a based in Shalmata, the, they decide he's Chai Misa. But I guess just in terms of like heavenly punishment, that's a little bit more removed so Hashem's willing to be a little bit, give you an extra grace period. So it sounds like, really, it is 13. But for more nuanced things, Hashem is more patient, something like that. I, I don't really get it, to be honest. But yeah, it's a very good question. I just want to point out that this this idea that he gives, that you're not fully with your mental faculties until you're, until you're 20, that's the Rashba says this explicitly. I, I bring it here in footnote 12. I put it here in bold. She'ain Adam omid al shleimus daito at shehe ben esrim. Because there's a Gemara that says that uh, you shouldn't be a dayan for dini mamanus. You shouldn't be a, a, a judge for monetary cases until you're 20. Even though you know you're a full adult, but the the Rishonim say it's because you're not you're not fully mentally developed yet. You're still growing, becoming more mature. So he they want to apply this idea also to this idea of heavenly punishments being. Only over twenty, not less than twenty. Fine, so we won't do more of that. So, okay, the prima gram says something interesting. You can look at that in source eleven. Source twelve is from a saver called Torah Shlema. Now, uh, who here has heard of the Torah Tamima? One. Okay. So, okay, there's different. Okay, this is, it's on the shelf. There's different farm that try to connect the psukim to the Divrei Chazal. So the Torah Tamima is the more popular one. That basically every 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 pasuk he tells you all the he, sh- he quotes through all the gemaras that talk about this pasuk. So the Torah Shlema is the same idea, but he goes a lot more. He he has hundreds and hundreds. He has I think two hundred midrashim and divrei chazal on the first pasuk of Breshis, whereas the Torah Tamima is like five. So like the Torah Shlema uses a lot more you know manuscripts and obscure midrashim. So he brings a midrash that he says we actually don't know the source of it, but the Rush brings it in his commentary in the Chumash. That Adam and Chava, when they were created in Gan Eden, they were created as twenty-year-olds. That 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 those law midrashim that say that Shirashim Raba, that that's that we know where that comes from. But they were created at the age of twenty. But there's a midrash that says that, and the reason why is because they wouldn't have been punished if they were under twenty, because they ate from the Eitzadas, and that day that they were created, they were punished. But if they if they were fifteen-year-olds, they wouldn't have been punished because you know, like we're saying, the heavenly court doesn't punish. <coughs> But Hashem made them 20, so they would be fully mentally, you know, mature enough to be worthy of punishment. Now, uh, just an interesting idea. My, a friend of mine asked a question on the Chida from this Midrash that the Shechina must have been in Gan Eden, no? So according to the Chida, if the Shechina is in this world, then, you know, you could be even 13 and be punished. So why did Hashem have to make them 20 if in Gan Eden the Shechina is in this world? It's, it's an interesting question. I don't, I don't have an answer, but... I guess he didn't, you know, he doesn't have to stim with this midrash, I don't know. Okay, and uh, just finishing off here, Source 13 is party Yosef, it's basically like Lumdus and Sugiyas on the Chumash, it's an interesting safer, published 100 years by, by Gera Chassid, you can get a Hebrew books. Um, so he, he brings this whole Sugiyah and all the sources, and he asks a few more kashas, fine.
last thing here, basically we're out of time. I said till 205, you guys have to go, but I'm happy to continue. Um, so, last source I have here is Minkos Usher, Rav Usher Weiss, who's a big post and he's written tons of Sfarim. So he has an interesting proof, like the Chacham Svi from Chazal, because in Parshas Matos, the Torah talks about the idea of Nadarim, that a person makes a neder, this thing is usher to me, like a korban, and there's the idea of what's called Hafaris Nadarim, where someone can annul the vows of someone else. It talks about a father can mean being able to annul the vows of his 12-year-old daughter. It talks about a husband being able to annul the vows of his wife. So there's a Gemara, well, really the Pesach says that he will annul her vow and Hashem will forgive her. So Chazal learned out from this Pesach, Hashem will forgive her. Forgive her for what? What did she do wrong? It says that it's talking about a case where she thought she still had an edder. She said this, you know... Chicken is usher to me, like a nedder. And then she ate it anyways. You know, her temptation got the better of her. And she didn't realize that her husband had already annulled her nedder. So it was actually much for her to eat it. So it says, we see from here that she needs Hashem's uh, forgiveness. Excuse me. Since she thought she was doing a vera, even though she didn't, she needs chua slicha v'kapara. So it says, we see from here that someone who's eating meat and he thinks it's chazer, but really it's kosher meat, that he needs forgiveness. That's, that's this idea. So, Rav points out that the Gemara brings it from the Pasuk, this idea, from because it says it twice. It says, Hashem Yisachla, Hashem forgives her. It says it by a husband annulling his wife's vow. It says it by a father annulling his daughter's vow. So the Gemara, it's a Gemara in Kedushin, brings this idea from a husband annulling his wife's vow. So, okay, fine. But the Sifri, the Midrash Halacha, brings this idea from a father annulling his daughter's vow. So you see that a daughter, a 12-year-old girl, that's what the post is talking about, a 12-year-old girl thinks, and she's only 12, she thinks that she's about to do an Avera. Oh, yeah, sorry, 12, yeah, 12 is, uh, she's a gadol already. So uh, she thinks she's doing an Avera because she made an Eder. She didn't realize her father annulled it, so she needs true slich of a kapara. Hashem needs to forgive her, otherwise she needs a kapara. So he says, you see from here, that even though she's under the age of 20, she needs kapara. Because she did an Avera, and Hashem knows she did an Avera. So you see from the Sifri, at least, not from the Gemara, from the Sifri, that learns out that a 12-year-old girl needs a Kapara, so it can't be, you can't take this idea literally, that she doesn't get punished at all, she does have some sort of punishment for what she did wrong, even though she's under the age of 20. Uh, if you'll forgive me, there's one last thing I want to share with you. It's a very interesting idea that I found in um, Parshas Veira. Rashi brings a Midrash, that Yishmael, you know, did, was doing a veros. Chazalsi was doing the three, you know, forbidden sins: uh, idol worship, uh, adultery, and murder, or whatever. Or at the very least, uh, idol worship. I forget. But basically, Avram had to kick him out of the house. That's what uh, Sarah said, and Hashem said, "Listen to Sarah." So he kicked out Yishmael out of the house, and Yishmael was wandering around with his mother Hagar, and they were out of water, and they were dying. So, Rashi brings that there is a whole discussion in Shemayim. The Malachim were saying, let Yishmael die, and Hashem was saying, no, Yishmael should live. So, it's, Rashi brings that Hashem asked the Malachim, uh, what is he? Is he a Tzaddik, or is he a Rasha? So, the Malachim said, he's a Tzaddik. So, Hashem, because they're arguing that his future generations are going to oppress the Jews, the Arabs, whatever, they're going to oppress the Jews. So maybe you should let Mishmael die. So Hashem said, well, look at him. Look at him right now. Is he a tzaddik or is he a rasha? The, the Malachim said he's a tzaddik. So Hashem said, okay, if he's a tzaddik, we're going to let him live. Yeah, that's, that's Rashi, the Midrash. So 
the unfortunate Rabbali, why, what are you saying Yishmael's a tzaddik? Isn't he a huge Russia? Isn't that why he's in this predicament? He was kicked out? Some say he did tshuva, but most say he didn't do tshuva until later in life. So the question is, what's going on over here? So the Sefzi Chamim, one of the commentaries on Rashi, brings from Min Chasihuda, others say this also, that Yishmael was under the age of 20. If you do the math, he was 17 years old. So he says that since heaven doesn't punish under the age of 20, then in Shemaim he's looked at as a tzaddik. That's, that's the pshat that, the, that he gives. But I was very bothered by this, because, like, okay, it's one thing he doesn't get punishment, right? It's one thing he doesn't get punished, but why would that make him a tzaddik? Okay, he's doing a veros, there happens to be no punishment. Saying he's a tzaddik means he didn't do anything wrong. I, I assume he's doing things wrong, he's just not going to get punished for it. So I was very bothered with this. I asked one of my rabbin, yeshiva, Maristel Rebzi Berkowitz, um, this question, and he gave me an interesting answer. He basically said, actually, I'm wrong, that if there's no punishment, that's a sign that there's actually no Avera, because Avera and punishment are always hand-in-hand. Hand. So the, from the fact that in Shemayim there's no punishment, that inherently tells you that in Shemayim they don't look at it as, a, as a, an Avera. Otherwise, if there was an Avera, there should be a punishment. So it's, it's very huge chiddush to me that, that someone under the age of 20, if you take this idea literally, they, what they're doing wrong is not actually considered wrong. It's not considered an Avera at all. And I, yeah? Maybe it's just like that when he's still 17, but as soon as he gets... Yeah, 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 yeah. If you say that, that once he turns 20, retroactively it all kicks in, you're right. But at the time, which is at the time, they were discussing, Hashem said at 17, right now, is the attack in Shemaim, he's looking at the attack. You're right, it could be retroactively it'll change. I just want to say that I, I, I realized later that this is explicit in Rashi. If you look at the Rashi we started with, it's page 4, source number 2, uh, when Sarah was a hundred, it's like she was twenty regarding sin. Just like a twenty-year-old didn't sin. What do you mean didn't sin? She doesn't have any punishments. Right? didn't say you, someone under someone under twenty. Doesn't have any punishment. He says she doesn't have any sin. So when and we're saying that Afaskuf even Sarah when she was hundred, it's like she had no sin. So you see, Rashi is explicitly saying that they're they're, they're they go hand in hand. If there's no, uh, he says Shaare because there's no onish, since there's no punishment, therefore there's no sin. So um, just to summarize again, all the Akronim I, I basically brought all say that this rule isn't to be taken literally, but the Chidah takes it literally. But uh, you know, at the very least, you know, we should do tshuva for anything that we ever do wrong, but Hashem, you know, is always uh, happy to f- forgive us.